0: Basically, we are taking most of the resources that the other species could take. We are, uh, some way, polluting the system uh, in the industrial area, and then, in some way, we are decreasing the quality of the resources for the other species. Converting healthy ecosystem in uh, some way could be really dangerous.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome to the LifeWatch Eric podcast, a window on science from the European Infrastructure for Biodiversity and Ecosystem Research. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer, and sharing the microphone today with my wonderful colleague, Laura Cacialdi. Hi, Laura.
2: Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. So, um, two weeks ago, we spoke with Alberto Bassett Professor of Ecology at the University of Salento and Director of the Life for Cherry Service Center in Lecce, Italy, about what biodiversity is. Today, we are continuing that conversation thinking into how biodiversity is organized and maintained. Alberto, welcome back. It's always a pleasure.
0: It's a pleasure to me to stay with you for, uh, for a while.
1: Good on you, Alberto.
2: Thank you. So, how biodiversity is organized and maintained, it's quite a broad topic. Let's start with the organization part. We saw last time that the focus of ecology is on the interaction among the different biological components, among the different units. But how do those units get organized? Who organizes them?
0: Well, uh, that's a big question. Thank you for this question. Uh, the organisation is a key point uh, in order to understand uh, uh, also how biodiversity is maintained because we uh, generally focus on uh, the species uh, and then uh, we we try to assume that uh, how the system is organised is depending on the species that are co-occurring. But it's not actually like that we can uh, figuring out that uh, uh, there's a general organization or a sort of architecture of biodiversity, a general framework that is related to the uh, different uh, factors as uh, the primary productivity, the resource availability, the complexity of the system, can set the maximum number of species that we can have uh, inside one ecosystem. But how then these species are going to be maintained, how the individual inside the species are going to maintain is related to a number of mechanisms that uh, basically are working together. The first one uh, could be considered the niche. So the uh, request of the species uh, according for the different factors, in particular in the ecosystem for resources and space. And it's clear that If species are are using different resources, uh, they're not competing and they can, uh, of course, uh, coexist. Then uh, uh, an additional factor is related to uh, the amount of food that the species need, so uh, the uh, energy requirement, uh, which are related to the body size of uh, of, uh, individual species. And that is another factor that can affect uh, 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 the complexity of uh, the biodiversity architecture. And then the very last one uh, uh, is then considering uh, the uh, dynamic of the species uh, uh, and then uh, the amount of resources that became available from time to time that can be utilized by smaller species or low-density species in the system. So these three different mechanisms contribute to define how biodiversity can be organized in a general framework that we can call uh, the architecture.
1: Okay. Um, Alberto, talking about architecture, um, I always think back to the, uh, the time that they reintroduced wolves to the Yellowstone National Park when that, the, 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 that interdependence all changed. Is that a good example of, of what you're talking about? The results were quite surprising, as I remember. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, it it is a bit difficult uh, to consider because there are uh, two two components that we need to take into consideration. One component is uh, uh, the specific mechanism that are going to uh, organise local community. And uh, considering this specific mechanism... We need to also consider that uh, these mechanisms uh, are evolving through time. And they are the result of uh, a long process uh, of evolution and coevolution of species uh, that tend to stabilize the ecological community inside the ecosystem, so, so in Yellowstone as well. Uh, it has been already demonstrated by combining uh, uh, evidences on the global scale and uh, ecological modeling, that uh, the ecological community are stable in a real ecosystem under condition in which they were not stable at all if they were arranged by chance, simply because the interactions among species make the community and the species stable through time. So that is the point of the reintroduction of species. Reintroduction of species... Has to be considered on on a bit long period of time because the reintroduction of species can create on the short term disturbances because it's entering in a system which has had a process of coevolution. So, if we put a species which could be an important species, a species which impact the system, then in the short term it could also happen that we have some sort of the negative factor, the some sort of uh, a level of instability in the community. But then we need to consider the time that the species take in order to co-adapt again uh, to start a new process. And then it's uh, something which you need to, to always do, to pay a lot of attention. So com- the community inside the ecosystem are a product of uh, natural selection, are a product of uh, progressive co-adaptation and co-evolution. And then it's always very difficult then to enter and to add something and to modify the system without having a short-term response that could be sometimes different from what was expected. Mm.
1: Okay, and um, another favorite example of mine in terms of that, um, that equilibrium is um, the case of the alpha predators in the, in the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Um, there's a dependence there between the, the lowest levels of life and, and the highest levels.
0: Well, the, the uh, predator are another important uh, component, clearly, of the, of the food web, and then uh, they are uh, uh, basically partially regulated from uh, the resource availability, from the energy availability, and in part they are going to regulate the system. When you're going to speak about alpha predators, so predators that as a, a quite a strong uh, impact and control on uh, the uh, uh, lower level uh, uh, in uh, in the trophic system. Then it's also they play uh, quite a relevant role, uh, particular because uh, if they are alpha predators, they are also smart predators. So they are generally try to uh, use as a prey that kind of uh, species that are uh, both abundant and quite large in size in order to supply. Uh, the maximum amount of energy per unit of capture. <laughs> and so, this way, some way they are b- trying, they're operating a control on those species at a depth traffic level could be dominant species. So, they are going to open space and space to additional species, supporting the diversity inside the community. So, we think a predator predation has a negative impact, but predation is also a positive impact. Mm both because are uh, regulating uh, the, the lower level, but also because predator is acting on this kind of uh, individual that for some reason, reason, another reason, uh, are uh, the less uh, uh, valuable inside the population. So right. that is yeah. what we can uh, consider. So the, the, we don't think that uh, there is not any interaction that we can see from one side only. We need only to see the two sides, which is the negative impact and which is the the positive impact that an interaction has.
2: Thank you, Professor. So we talk about some uh, key species in an ecosystem uh, with some example, uh, predator, also herbivore. Uh, We talk about uh, terrestrial ecosystem and marine ecosystems with these two examples. I have uh, this sensation that marine ecosystems are more sensitive uh, to climate change than life on land, possibly because land species have more options for adaptation, such as migrating to higher altitudes. So let's look for a moment at the maintenance of biodiversity without moving away from the Great Barrier Reef. Corals provide a habitat for some of the diverse community on Earth. but they require center constant. Uh, do you agree?
0: Well, uh, uh, coral reefs uh, are a very diverse uh, type of uh, of habitat, mm. uh, which is surely important. And uh, uh, but we can find out uh, quite fragile ecosystem in the terrestrial as well. So, what is making the difference uh, between terrestrial and marine ecosystem, which is a huge difference, is that uh, we could say in a way. Uh, Marine ecosystems are fast, terrestrial ecosystems are slow. Marine ecosystems are fast because the producers uh, are uh, the microscopic microalgae, Mm. which uh, can uh, duplicate their density ten times in one day. (laughs) Uh, In the terrestrial ecosystem, the uh, producers uh, are the superior plants, the arboreal component, which can, uh, where, where a single plant can live for hundreds of years. So the process is a process that uh, in the marine ecosystem is extremely fast and in the terrestrial ecosystem is quite slow. We can also say another way is that uh, uh, processes in water are so fast that we can say that water forgets uh, while the land is remembering, is uh, following <laughs> the story. Now that is, uh, And then if you want to say in another way, you can say that in the marine ecosystem, then you have that the size structure, the food web are structured by size, because again the producer are the smallest, mm-hmm. and then we are larger and larger and larger consumer. Well, it is not the case on the terrace. That is uh, some way the effect. So. Uh, it is uh, not only that they are not constrained because there are constraints in the terrestrial, there are constraints in the aquatic, but then in the in the aquatic we, we see the re- the response in a much much faster way, mm. and there are also a lot of evidences already collected on this uh, on this kind of differences between marine and terrestrial in relation to climate change. Mm.
1: And one of the big issues there as well, and the things, the effects we see first in the marine environment is the, um, the intervention of humans, which, um, we are changing. We are modifying the conditions that, um, allowed those established ecosystems meant to maintain themselves. Um, what, what are these changes? What are we humans doing? What, what, how are we affecting ecosystems?
0: Well, we we could say a lot of things. Uh, that that is a, a a very good question, and then we can uh, uh, dedicate uh, a number of co- podcasts. To that. <laughs> okay. W- 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 but what we can say, if we want to look uh, from from outside uh, the system, mm. is that uh, that basically uh, we are uh, taking. Uh, uh, most of the resources that the other species could take. So we are eating on the dish of the other species. So we are putting the other species that are basically starving every day more. That is, uh, 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 in general, We, we do this job because we are using a lot of energy in the planet. Yeah. We are doing this job because we are uh, some way polluting the system uh, in the industrial area, and then in some way we are decreasing the quality of the resources for the other species. Mm. We are uh, uh, doing this job because we are uh, covering uh, uh, beautiful land uh, with uh, our buildings and roads and, uh, uh, and other issues. So uh, th- there is uh, this, this activity we are doing. Uh, uh, wherever in the planet that is uh, converting uh, healthy ecosystem in uh, some way managed ecosystem by human, that could be really dangerous. So that is is one point. On the other side, we can also have uh, some positive rule, even though we don't realize how it is possible. Mm -hmm. But one example is that uh, the Mediterranean Sea is one of the hotspots of biodiversity in the planet, even though probably it's the most disturbed sea that we have in our planet, because <laughs> we are disturbing the system since about uh, at least uh, 5,000 years. So yeah. so it means that while disturbing, we don't realize, but we also open some niche for other species that could be a good, a good game. <laughs> the winners <laughs> and the losers. Exactly.
2: So thank you, Alberto. Your propaganda that biodiversity is more complex than we think. To unravel more of the mystery, we'll all be back in a couple of weeks to discuss how we can conserve biodiversity with science based management. Thanks also to, to our producer, Fabrizio Lecce, and thanks to you, our faithful listener. We're always grateful that you share this podcast and help us raise awareness about climate change and biodiversity loss. Please feel free to visit our website at www.lifewatch.eu. Follow us on social media, and um, why not? Join us again next time here on our Window on Science.